Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. This is the worst day of my entire life. <laughs> Why? I. Hi, I'm Griffin McElroy. Thank you for listening to Rose Buddies. There's, there's been a. This is not easy to talk about. I knew it would be hard to like broach this subject, but I never thought it would be this hard. I've, I've been betrayed, and you've been betrayed by proxy, because you're my legal wife. <laughs> Who's your illegal wife? Do you want to bring this up now <laughs> while we're recording the the number one bachelor comedy podcast? Well, I'll have witnesses then. I have been betrayed by H-E Butts or H-E-B, the grocery retail chain. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people just put the pieces together. And a lot of people listening to this show just went, oh, no, it can't. Yeah. I, I reached into the refrigerator to grab an ice cold Super Water Zero. To, you just figured out what I'm ready to talk about. So get ready to just like luxuriate in that oh, sweet I've known, citrus. I've known. As soon as you said the word betrayed, I knew where you were going. Where I'm going is I reach up and I picked up a bottle of Superwater Zero and expiration date May fifth, twenty fifteen. No, this certainly this is a misprint. Well, certainly I'll I'll have some some stock boy's head for this for sure. I'll put this back and and I'll get another one. That one, July 7th, 2015. Well, this is, now we've got a pattern on our hands. These were just recently purchased, too. Third bottle, also also July 7th, 2015. This is not from our fallout shelter. This is from (laughs) our refrigerator. This is is not from the flavor bunker. (laughs) This is not from Guy Fieri's flavor bunker and grill. This is from our our off-court buddy refrigerator. Just purchased this week. Where the super water lives. What the fuck, H-E-B? Why you got all that old-ass sports drink up on your shelves? Is it possible that you're the only one that's drinking that flavor? Uh, me and other people who post pictures in the Rose Buddies Facebook group, <laughs> who are almost, like, bragging, and now, like, I look at them, I'm like, ha, joke's on you. This is some old-ass... Yeah, it's, it's, everybody, if this, you This is a recall, recall notice. If you purchased Lemonade Flavor Super Water Zero, check the date. Because it's got fucking botulism in it, definitely. No, no, it's just old old and full of botulism that's how I don't it works think that's how it works i'm pretty sure that's how it works this well, is rose buddies this is rose buddies it's a bachelor podcast i'm drinking vitamin water zero like a like a fucking regular joe i've seen the light and the glory is it is it possible they've just stopped making super water I thought you had one in there that was good no all three are very bad i looked at them. all three of them all three of them are different colors of yellow which should have been my you gotta start looking at those labels i gotta start looking at those caps i just sorry jokes on me i guess that I trust both H-E-B, the grocery store that I spend hundreds of dollars at every week, uh, and Superwater Zero, the creators of the finest beverage on the planet. This is not going to – this is going to be – hey, everybody, thank you for listening to the worst episode of, of our podcast ever because I'm not going to have the nutrients that I need and crave. I can try and get them from this Superwater – this vitamin water, but it's just going to go right say through it. me. I can't – I want to pretend. <laughs> uh, we should talk about the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Like, I watched it, and I know what happened, and I have, like, all these erudite thro- thoughts. Do you take just... a sip yet? Take no. a sip. Can you pretend? I mean, it's pretty good. Okay. You can taste that 20 cents extra. <laughs> Let's talk you look about... at the date on that? Is it okay? No, shit. Where's the date on it? Where would it even be? 
There is no date on it. This is this is even worse because this could this could be this could be literally created. This could be from the the fucking Nixon administration. Weird. No, there's no date on this. What the fuck, guys? All right, well, let's start talking about the episode. Let's start talking about the episode, and I'll crack this escape the room puzzle. Okay, let me provide some context for hometowns on this show. Um, in the past, hometowns were set up. It's always been four. Um, it's always been ideally visiting the parents in their home and doing something in the neighborhood. But uh, usually what it is, and it didn't happen this season, it is the actual bachelor asking the parents if they choose the daughter to propose to at the end, do they have the parents' blessing? Which did not happen this season. You were surprised by that. I was less surprised by that because we are dealing with a cold-blooded contract killer, Ben Higgins. And he doesn't, he can't get attached like that because he's the best there is at what he does. And he certainly exhibited that this episode. Um, but it's, it makes his job that much harder if he gets, he gets that close, you know? Like, yeah. why, like, why put himself through that if he knows he's just going to ice these ladies? Well, and it surprisingly does work. Like, somebody like Chris Souls would go to the parent and say, Hey, I'm not giving you any guarantees, but if I choose your daughter, do I have your blessing? And a lot of times they say, yeah, even though they just met that person that day. It's a big topic of conversation, so keep it locked in your mind, because we, we talked about it a lot during this episode. There was one family that was so much more hesitant to like fully sign off on this crazy endeavor that everybody is a part of. Uh, and and they, they framed it as like, look at this weird, yeah. mean family. But isn't that what you would want? Like, yeah. Hi, I'm dating your daughter and also three other ladies. Anyway, can I marry her or whatever? No. Wow. You guys are jerks. Um, So let's start out. So the very first date is Amanda. There's no expiration. You said date. There is no expiration date. Like, how is that even legal from, like, an FDA perspective? I'm coming after everybody. I'm going to launch my own brand of vitamin-enriched fluids. Called Rosewater? That would be pretty good. It would just be one flavor. Could we call it Rosé O'Donnell? (laughs) (laughs) No, hold on. It would be a wine. Let's launch our own wine called Rosé O'Donnell. And then the fuck this whole vitamin water idea. Put that aside. No, the vitamin water idea is gone because we just landed on a way better idea. This is how iteration works. Steve Jobs was like, "What if this? What if I could uh, use this iPod as a walkie-talkie?" And somebody else was like, "That's a great idea. What if it was a phone?" And he's like, "Oh fuck, that's way better." What if we do a vitamin wine? Is what I'm saying. Vitamin wine called Rosé O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? Like a white, a Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, uh, a Malbec? I mean, why not all? Why not all of them? It would be a rosé blend with both white and red notes. And also Rose, Rosie O'Donnell's. No? I don't think she's hot right now. You're right. She's she's <laughs> a little bit past her expiration date, huh? Oh, jeez. Not printed on her either. We were watching an old season of Survivor uh, a couple months ago, and I got to like the after show special. I was like, can't wait to watch Jeff Probst unpack this. No, Rosie O'Donnell hosted that one. It was a very old, old. And it was the craziest, season. like, what are you doing there, Rose? O'Donnell? <laughs> okay, we have to talk about the date. 
Okay, Amanda is the one that has two young children. And she brings Ben to her hometown, which is um, the OC. Yeah, the Orange County. No sign of Ben, no sign of Seth. I did. Well, definitely sign of Ben. Yeah, I meant Ben McKenzie. Okay. What's his character? Ryan. Yes. Fuck, I want to watch the OC right now. And you know this to be true. You know this is not a joke. Uh, so they set it up. So she is on the beach with Ben and a, a handler, which maybe is her sister. I don't, I don't know. I didn't notice. Uh, brings out her two children to her. And she was like crying because she hadn't seen her kids. Like this yeah. is this is her her reunion with her kids. And somebody we were watching with we watched with a huge and rowdy group tonight. I loved it, but it was like a it was a squad. We're yeah. play, we're amassing like a small army that we watch this show. Sounds with. braggy if we talk about it too much, babe. I think it's great, and I think people will be excited for us. Was Dana was there, quote yeah. unquote unquote Dana, and her and her boyfriend Stan. Stan. They brought. Egg McMuffins with prosciutto on them. Yeah, to, um, to go along. And they were the ones that mentioned it last week. And it's, can I say something? It was really good. Fucking works. It absolutely works. Anyway, somebody was surprised. Like, how would they have this? Mo- like, this is gross. Why would they allow this reunion with the mother and the two daughters to, like, be on camera? And it's like, how would you think they <laughs> wouldn't have that? Well, I feel like usually it doesn't happen that way. Doesn't usually the parent, like, escort their child into the setting? It hasn't happened that often, has it? No, that's true. Like, Emily did that. Emily yeah, Emily, Emily, must have had the most strongly worded contract in the history of this show. Because there at the end, she was like, we're doing this shit my way or the highway. Yeah. Emily was the mother of a daughter. Uh, and little Ricky. Little Ricky. And she was very particular. Like, nobody is meeting this kid until I have a ring on my finger. She was also the bachelorette, so she could Right, she definitely charts. had the power. Um, and then she picked the guy that she wanted when, like, halfway through the final episode, when there were final two, and she was like, I'm, I want this guy, so I'm going to go introduce him to the daughter, and I'm going to tell the other guy to leave. And it was, like, the weirdest, most anticlimactic, but also, like, sweetest, oh, Jeff with one F. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they meet the daughters. And yeah, and they're playing on the beach, and the daughters are understandably a little standoffish about Ben, but Ben is a real champ and just kind of keeps making effort over and over again. Good with kids. We learned that from Caitlin's season. Well, and last week when they were at the boys' club or whatever. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I remember, the, I remember the thing from a year and a half ago better than I remember the thing from last <laughs> week. You remember he had to like give that speech about sex ed in front of that classroom full of kids, and everybody was like flooding their basement? <laughs> not the kids <laughs> oh god no the kids are flooding their basement gross the fact that you even had to <laughs> even had to put in that disclaimer makes you the gross one um so they they play on the beach for a while the kids seem to warm up to ben ben's like one of them does ben's like holding them in his arms and and holding their hands and and then they get back in the car and the kids are just tuckered out and the youngest one so i don't it was Charlie and Kinsley. Charlie was the little, little one. Okay. And Charlie hated his fucking guts. And nobody, well, nobody's going to ever... No, she was tired. No, I don't want to hear any of that. She saw the the <laughs> the dark passenger that travels within Ben that allows him to boot women off this show so efficiently. Which I'm not complaining. It's good TV. Uh, but she saw that, that evil inside of him. Um, and uh, she was not having any of it. 
Yeah, so she so she is crying, and Ben is like, "Oh, we're all worn out." Like they're pulling up to the house where Amanda's whole family is, and I think Ben's feeling like a little bit like she she was good all day. We had a really great time. They were the best. They really like me. She's just crying because she's tired. We're cool though. It's really great. He parted that kimono though for a minute as soon as he walked in, and the family was like, "Well, how were the girls?" And he was like, "They were a lot, but you know, it was really fun." And oh, okay, but I'm gonna Did go you off say that. Yeah. A lot? Yeah, he tried to play it off, but you could tell, like, that promo that they showed last week is, like, the teaser for this week's episode, and it was, like, the girls crying and Ben looking exasperated, and you think, like, oh, well, that was clearly edited for... I don't think that was really edited. I yeah. think he was kind of like, I'm 26 years old. What the fuck am I doing? Well, and then they decide to put the kids down for a nap, and it shows Ben going with Amanda, which at that point, I'm like, hey, you know, she knows what she's doing. Like, I appreciate you're trying to be, like, boyfriend of the year, but, like, yeah. let her put her kids down. But he goes with her, and they basically, like, put him in bed and then just walk out, and the kids are, like, screaming, and they shut yeah. the door. She's like, oh, they'll be fine. It wasn't the most exploitative use of children. That is, in fact, I would say it's one of the less, just to, to give you like a metric for how gross this show can get, yeah. uh, I would say it was one of the less exploited. Yeah, of the kids didn't have to like write a note to Ben right. saying how excited they were. Ben did, Ben's bedtime story to them was uh, about him and... Oh, that's later. Do you want to do that now? Oh, I thought that's when he put him to bed. No. Oh, okay. No, they do the nap. Oh, yeah. And while they're putting him down for the nap, that's when the family's like all talking shit about Ben. He literally walks in the door and is like, hey, we're going to put them down. And the yeah. family's like, okay, what do you think about Ben? <laughs> well, I met him about four and a half seconds ago, but uh, it seems like he's got a dark passenger like, situation. It doesn't really seem like he's ready. And they like had just met him in that yeah. moment. But then again, the first thing out of his mouth was like, these fucking kids, you guys. Yeah. Hey, but I love them. But I, <laughs> these little scoundrels. Oh, come here! It was like uh, it was like uh, uh, Bill Murray in uh, Groundhog's Day, and it's like the first time after he has to repeat the date with Andy McDowell, and they try to do the snowball fight the same way with the kids. He's like, "Oh, these kids! I love them. Are any of you guys up for adoption?" Like it was like, "All right, Ben, back up, dial it back a little bit." <laughs> um, but the parents, I, I mean, the parents are, are hesitant. Um. And, and but I I don't remember them being particularly like over the top. They I don't remember just, them being anything at all. Yeah, they were just kind of like they were tough. The dad was kind of especially tough, like sitting on the couch. That was when I was like, he is really like to catch a predator in Ben right now. Yeah, because he's like, so Ben, you sure you want to do this? This is a lot. You can't go all the time to the gym with your buddies anymore. Like really leaning on him a little bit. Yeah, and Ben was not true to form. With any of them. Ben was not like, don't worry, homie, I got this. Which I'm totally down with because there have been seasons where The Bachelor's like, your daughter has nothing to worry about. And then fucking an hour and 45 minutes later, they got something to worry about. Yeah. Which is now I have to go catch a plane at LAX and, and take a red eye because I'm heartbroken. Yeah. He did not do any of that shit. He was like, well, if it, if it happens between us, we will. it's going to be great. If it happens, if, 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 and when it happens. Yeah. And then they flash forward to the bedtime story, which you were mentioning, which is a story that we think a like sad producer with an MFA had to create, which is the love story of Ben and Amanda as a, a fairy tale. They started doing that. And I instinctively, as I do, like a lot of the times when they pulled this shit on the show, I was like, oh God, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. But then it literally got to like, one time there was a, a prince named Ben and he lived in Los Angeles and he met a beautiful princess named Amanda. End of story. Yeah. Like that's all that we got. And I was like, okay, so not a great bedtime story, I'm <laughs> guessing. 
Or Ben just went at a certain point like, I can't read this shit. Yeah, this is awful. Uh, And then when he's saying goodbye to her, there's kind of a weird edit because they're talking about the kids and Ben says, they're awesome. And then Amanda says, okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah, like, tell your family. No, he said, tell your family I said thanks. And then she was like, cool. He's like, no, seriously, they're awesome. And she's like, okay, bye. (laughs) Okay. I love I so love like I a love passionate you. goodbye yeah. for those two. Um and then Lauren? Was oh, that really all that happened on that? They really could have They went to the beach. They, they went to the beach, picnic. they had a picnic, whatever, but like they could have squeezed so much more juice out of these kids. I'm glad they didn't cuz like it was a feel good. It was a feel good date for the most part, yeah. which you don't usually get when when chillins get up in the mix. But I felt okay about it. I feel like these are the youngest kids that have ever been on the show. Does that seem right? I mean, little Ricky was pretty little. Yeah, but I feel like she was, I don't know, very mature, very wise, mm. beyond her years. Absolutely. Um, how, do you think, how do you think her and Emily are doing? Well, they're doing great. Emily's pregnant. Yeah, she's like married again. Good for her. I think she already had that baby, too. I don't think she's actually even pregnant anymore. We know somebody who's found Jeff with ONF on Tinder. So I, he's doing good, it sounds like. <laughs> I want to know the true fucking story of what happened there. I want to know the deets. Because they broke my heart. Part of me stopped believing in love that day for a minute. Yeah, I don't know what happened with them. They seemed so great. But they did not make it very long at all. They made it not long at all. Like a week. Like it was it was donezo. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Lauren. Lauren is in Portland. And uh, the date starts out with... Uh, her and Ben walking around and they stand in front of this big keep Portland weird mural and they look at it and they both literally like laugh out loud. <laughs> like, like, like what? I, just, I get it. What? <laughs> and then they go to food trucks. And the ben, food trucks is the best. Cause, oh. ben, sweet Ben from Indiana is like, what? Food trucks? <laughs> he was blown away by the concept. <laughs> these, but these restaurants have weird. You just walk up and you and they serve you out of the what? <laughs> I don't. What's the? They had some kind of like cheesy buttery bread. That shit looked good. It had like an egg up in it. And then they had grilled cheeses. There was a lot of cheese on this date. Yeah, enjoy your fart date. <laughs> I don't want to get blue on this show, but you're meeting her family in a minute. Hi, how's it going? I'm Ben. I just gotta be straight up with you. I feel like shit right now. Can I go take a cheese nap in your bed? You seem nice. I'm crazy about your daughter, and I want you to believe me. If it happens between us, it's gonna happen. But I've been farting all day, and I'm literally... I'm exhausted from it. I need a room I can go in, preferably an entire book of matches. Do you have a room that you, like an expansion that you're currently building and have not yet painted? <laughs> um, uh, so they. You're not going to believe this. I ate food out of a car today. A man in a car gave me food, and I, I guess I shouldn't have eaten it. Because I farted my own body weight out, which is crazy because it's, it's a gas. You can keep Portland weird, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so they do that, and I'm like, you know, okay. I'm familiar with food trucks in Portland. We got to get up to Portland. And that then they go amazing. to the whiskey library. Yeah. Lauren B. threw a hell of a date. 
Yeah, and it, it looks incredible. Floor to ceiling, like bottles of like fancy looking alcohol. Yeah. Like leather furniture. Ben Ben was very impressed. Yeah. It's hard to throw a date on this show. This these were some these were some that was probably the best date I've seen in a long time. Because a lot of the time, like one of the women like threw took him took this was like from seasons past. I think it was uh Sean, um, or maybe even Ben Flagenic. Uh, and yeah, cause I think it was Courtney. Courtney took him to like play baseball at like a public park and then pretended to get married to him yeah. at like an event space at the public park. Hey, shitty date. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know, it's dope. Like here's a pound and a half of cheese bread. Now let's go drink whiskey until we black out. Like, <laughs> yes. Lauren B. That is sick. Um, so on, on the couch in the whiskey library, they have a little chat, and Ben talks about how he was worried Lauren was going to leave, which is kind of news to us. There was a weird, there must have been like a unsuccessful B-plot that was just edited out of the show wholesale. Where she was like so homesick, and he was worried that she was going to leave because she just missed her family so much. And she was like, yeah, I know, it was hard there for a bit, but like, I wasn't going to leave. And it's like, we didn't see yeah. any of this. Uh, so then they do, they go to her house, and it's like her mom and dad and, and sister and brothers, and their 18-year-old dog. <laughs> How many sick dogs is this show going to make <laughs> us look at through the course of the season? And that's when the family says that this is the longest time she's ever been away. I, oh, so we so got she the, must have not gone we, away to college. She must have never gone on like a big trip before. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, later, later on... There is a, a, a an important letter, and the letter calls out the number of days that the women have been gone. It was 39 days. That's not... I mean, I guess that's kind of a long time, but if you go to college, then it's, like, not at all. Yeah. You're talking, like, months at that point. Anyway, um, yeah, meets the family. Family seems okay. The best family interaction we got was in the closing credits when the two brothers, who are significantly younger, but dressed up like dapper boys with some fucking <laughs> J.C. Chazé haircuts, yeah, they look circa like, 90s. They look like 12 and 14 years old. Um, they were like, excuse me, sir, what are your plans for our sister vis-a-vis the bachelor, vis-a-vis the fantasy suite? And he was like, wow. <laughs> he like takes a sip Good of wine. Qu- He's Good like, question. who? Well, and one uh... of the kids was like, yeah, you're going to need that wine. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. But he was like, I'm not going to do anything to degrade her. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to put her in a position where she might degrade herself, which is like a little suggestive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, we're, listen, we're going to have consensual sex and it's going to be great and it's going to be tame because it's our first time. But I mean, I'm, I'm not going to like, there's not, we're not going to choke each other. Like, a what do you? A lot of bathroom humor on this episode. Oh, I was going to edit it out because now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> Um, There's not going to be any any water sports. Well, is that okay? Somehow that's better. <laughs> um, so, not that there's anything wrong. Like, if that's your thing, whatever. I'm just saying on TV, it would probably be. We're a very inclusive, open minded family here at Rose 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 Buddies. <laughs> uh, so the one revealing moment we have is when Ben is talking to Lauren's sister, and Lauren's sister is playing the kind of skeptical like. Well, I just know, I know there's other women still, and I, I don't know that you can say anything, but if you could just tell me, give me a sense of how you're feeling about Lauren. And he's, she's like, because Lauren is, Lauren is a catch. Anybody's going to want her. She's, you know, smart and funny and blah, blah, blah. And, 
And he's like, I, I know that I'm lucky. And he's kind of tearing up a little bit. It's amazing because he's kind of dropping the ball with this sister. Because he's like, he gives her her be- his best line. Like, I just feel so good about our relationship. And we've come so far. And I'm just so happy that your sister is, has given me some time from her life. And her sister's like, mm, no, not good enough. Like, my sister is an extremely eligible bachelorette. She could have anybody. Like, I, I need to know that you appreciate that. Like, what what thing do you like about her that nobody else even knows? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, fuck, Ben. Like, you you're, you lost. You lost this. But then he in, in subtitles, we get sniffles. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, Ben, no. And he, he full-blown does a cry. And the sister's yeah. like, aw. Yeah, she's like, that's, that's all I needed. Fucking... He's so good at this. Yeah, he really I never, is. I not for a million million dollars. Episode one, what I predicted that I would like Ben better than maybe any Bachelor I've I've watched. He's just so good at being the Bachelor. Oh, you know the one thing the dad does say is is the dad is asking questions and you know how how do you feel about her? And Ben says, when I saw her, the world stopped. And uh, starts to cry a little bit again, right? Yeah, he tears up a little bit. He doesn't cry, but he tears up a little bit. And then Lauren's dad says, "Well, I mean, I felt that way too, but we dated for years." Um, and Ben kind of looks confused, like, "Oh, is that? Sorry, sorry, is sir. that a thing I could be doing?" <laughs> sorry, sir, I don't think you understand what's happening here. <laughs> I have tears in my. I produce tears with my eyes. That's supposed to be like the end of it. Did you see? Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't see these bad boys, but they wet. I th- Sorry, son. I didn't see that they they wet. I thought his confusion was more like, "Oh, are there people out there that actually date for more than a few weeks?" And I thought that's what his face was saying. Was maybe like- Ben's way of doing things is the right way to do it, because he's been on what two dates with each of these women. After two dates, I knew I was going to marry you. It's not that hard. It's easy peasy. Ben only needs, I think you only need two days. I feel like people would take a year and a half or longer just dragging their heels. What two dates are you calling out in particular? Because we didn't really go on dates. No, we just, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Lot, we played a lot of Scrabble. That is true. Uh, like, a, like. I hate this. Uh, Laura doesn't say she loves him. Even though it seems like she wants to, she doesn't say it. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like she wants to. She says, I want to say the words I love to you. I love you in English to this man who understands English and will understand my words when I say it to him. And then she didn't do it. Nope. Chickened out. Chickened out. Uh, next is Kaila's date. And it is it is pro. Man, her date is the most professional thing I have ever seen. It was like... In what regard? It was like a Groupon. It was like... <laughs> It was like they went to a toy factory, and she's like, cool, look at these toys. Hey, you know what, Ben? We're going to get to design this toy today. And I was saying, it, Ben looked like a Make-A-Wish kid in that moment. He was like, I get to design toys? It was like, all my dreams are coming true. We do need to take a moment here and talk about the fact, and many of the people in the Rose Buddies Facebook group, which, I, guys, I can't stress this enough, is fire. Uh, <laughs> Like, four different people were like, okay, Kyla001's dad is a toy maker. You li- you cannot make this shit up. She is an automaton. She is deus ex machina. She is, well, that's not the thing. She's ex machina, the movie. She's a cybernoid woman. She's cybernoid. <laughs> what is that? She's annoyed. 
She's a pizza-destroying, bin-loving robot. <laughs> She's incredible. Uh, yeah, no, she she is, like, so on her game. Like, she could do Chris Harrison's job, I feel like, after watching this episode. She could be the president. She's a replinoid. She could become the president of America, and we wouldn't know it. But she is she's doing real good business for her dad because they designed their own unique house. And I bet you anything, if her dad is a shrewd businessman, Would he, you is, yeah. he is selling those houses now for, like, twice the price. Let's watch our terminology. Her... That was the fingers. Dad. <laughs> is that going to pick up? Are they going to hear that? Her dad is deep blue the chess playing computer. So unless her the chess playing computer gained sentience somehow and started investing in this toy manufacturing company, let's call her dad what he is. Griffin's doing a lot of air quotes now if you can't hear it. Which is, which is a humanoid supplicant to deep blue who has been told like, when when the flesh hits the fan, you will be you will be the king of humanity. By which I mean the only human left among our colony of silence. You, he's the he's Gaius Baltar. Does that make sense? I think you've lost me. He's Gaius Baltar in that like he's buds with the silence because he's terrified of them. Oh, okay. It's a it's a it's a begrudging friendship that the flesh dad of Kyla. <laughs> Gotcha. Not not her programmer, who is Doctor Doctor Love, and her actual progenitor, which is Deep Blue. What's con- what's confusing you about this? Because <laughs> oh, you look confused. So who is her? Who is the dad that we see on on this episode? That's Gaius Baltar. The dad that but he was is- he involved in constructing her at all? Because you said like toy factory. Like no, he's just so putting clear. on. He's putting on a front. He's putting on like an act. So the fact that he owns a toy factory is Deep not... Blue owns the toy factory. Okay. Okay. But do you, you can't have it. You can't like walk into the boss's office of the toy factory and have like a giant Russian computer sitting there. Okay. <laughs> um, the other thing that happens, so they go into the warehouse, they've got little hard hats on, and then Ben probably, as a result of some strong prompting recreates the officer and a gentleman scene where he carries her out they have like a weird that that scene was like yeah it was real weird it was like they decided on the spot like let's have a weird pseudo like heavy metal music video like squaw 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 as they like did like manufacturing work and then pivot to this officer and a gentleman thing yeah because you know what millennials love is officer (laughs) right (laughs) it it seemed like somebody while they were there was like you know it'd be great let's just do this thing right now yeah sure fuck it whatever uh, so then we get to meet um, Kaila's quote dad and her mom, which is uh, a woman from the Philippines. Her real mom. Her. So she gets a real mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she had to get you know. You're saying that woman gave birth to a robot, like physically out of her body. I'm not ready to call Kaila's here zero one a robot. I think she's far more sophisticated than that. Oh God. Room a Roomba is a fucking robot. But you can't fall in love with a Roomba. She's some sort of like bioorganism. Like there's some there's some metal in there, but it's not, you know. You know, that actually leads interestingly to a phrase that I had never heard before that Kaila's quote dad says, which is, you know, Ben, you have what I like to call microwave fame. I love that. I know. I like that phrasing and I think it fits nicely with our 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 theme. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he's you know he's again kind of like he's the skeptical dad. Um, 
and Kayla pulls her dad aside and is like, you know, I just, I know this is it. And her dad's like, you know, there's no rule book for love. Like, I know that you feel this way, darling, darling, I know that you feel this way. And, 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 you know, but I just want you to be careful. Uh, and then her eyes started to emit this like weird blue light and she opened her mouth and some like ethernet cable started to like snake out of it. And then he was like, I'm sorry, I remember my place. <laughs> and then he went to his box. His box? Mm-hmm. What is his box? His, you know, his punishment, his, his punishment oh, box. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kayla also does not say that she's in love with Ben. But she said it before, hadn't she? I don't, I mean, they were acting like she hadn't. I don't know. Can we talk about her mom? Her mom was cute as a button. Her mom was really cute. She made this, like, traditional, like, Filipino meal. It was, like, explaining how they do. Yeah. She was like, you ever been with a Filipino before? And he was like, no. She was like, let me tell you about our food customs. And I was like, well, okay. I thought that was going, like, a, a different direction, Mom. <laughs> she had adult braces. And let me just say, she pulled it off. And then that's when the dad was like, let me just say, you've got, you've got this interesting benefit with Kayla you're you're really you're getting into the the Filipino community, and and you can tell Kayla's just really uncomfortable. Just like I don't know what is happening right now. Yeah. Um. But Ben's Ben's down. Yeah. Ben seems to have a good time. Uh, things go well. Were there any brothers or sisters there? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Again, probably adding some credence to the theorem. <laughs> Let's call it what it is at this point, which is a fucking conspiracy. If this kind of technology exists, the implications for that extend far beyond this reality television show and this podcast about the reality television show. Well, I don't have any siblings. Do you think I'm some kind of advanced technology? No, I think you're an angel. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm saying if Rachel and I ever just disappear one day, turn your eyes toward Ohio. Which is where they live. Or H-E-B, because they're going to be real upset about our trash talk on this app. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to arrange a boycott or anything like that. I want to get in touch with them and say, excuse me, first of all, you owe me three fucking bottles of Super Water Zero that I paid 58 cents for a piece. Um, and I'm disgusted <laughs> that you would endanger me like that because I'm your most loyal customer maybe ever. But I want to get this thing fucking right because the thought of me living my life without drinking any more of this amazing nutrient-filled poison juice, like, bums me right out. Well, you are drinking Vitamin Water Zero right now that has no expiration date. Wait, wait, wait I see it, I see it, I see it. The light is catching it right there. Do you see it? June. 27th. 16. Yeah, see, this is good. Okay. This is good, this is good to go. Okay. Um, you did drink almost the whole bottle before you saw that, though. That's halfway through. <laughs> I could pump that out of my veins. As much, I've definitely drunk some rotten-ass uh, Super Water Zero at this point. I'm like Rasputin. Like, I've been slowly poisoning myself. I can, like, just drink botulism and just, like, shoot it out of my pores. There's, like, a black cloud that comes out of me every time I drink that good, good juice. Last date. Joel. Jojo. In Dallas, very close to us. Um, and so we know from the teasers that this date is going to be a mess. But what we aren't expecting is the ex-boyfriend is Chad. It's, it's going to be a fucking mess. <laughs> uh, it was a disaster from toe to tip. It was just a complete horse 
circus. I, I am almost never surprised by the show, just in, in, in the way that they tease certain things. You know they're coming for weeks. But when JoJo walks up to the door and there are flowers, everybody in the room was like, oh, did Ben did Ben give her flowers and write her this note? And she's reading the note out loud. And you are thinking, Ben is, what does this mean? What is about to happen? And then you can tell JoJo is having the same thought because she flips to the end. It is from her ex-boyfriend, Chad. XOXO Chad. All right. Let's go one layer deeper because that's why people listen to this show. Is There's a lot of Bachelor podcasts, but they take that surface level shit and they run with it. Um, that was... I'm not going to say that's not a man's handwriting because that's hugely normative and problematic. What I am going to say is it was not a Chad's handwriting. <laughs> I don't, I don't, because then she calls him on the phone. Like, you know that this is real. She's talking to Chad on the She's phone. She's talking to a man. Oh my God. You can't go this deep. No, I can't go that deep. I think that part was honest and earnest. But what are the odds that. Unless Chad got wise and ran his own fucking guerrilla campaign for JoJo. And if that's the case, that's love. Because there was probably they probably had that street roped off. They probably had a lot of shit. A producer would see the flowers and note and be like, is that our boys? No, that's not our boys. Get that the fuck off there. I could see Chad, because you know JoJo's family had to know that she was coming. From what I know about Chad. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you about Chad. No, but <laughs> Chad must have like very easily could have talked to somebody in jojo's family found out she was going to be in town jojo's horrible family yeah maybe one of the brothers jojo's bizarre family yeah okay so anyway so that was note, a really good anime joke so chad writes this note that's basically like uh i've done a lot of growing up i realize that i love you and so she calls him and he's like you know you taught me what love was and uh you know, if if you're done, tell me right now on the phone. This is the man who JoJo had previously told Ben about that she had given all of her energy to this person who had not given it back and, in fact, had given it to somebody else. Like, I, I didn't think that this was ever going to be a thing. Like, they hadn't built it. This is why it was so surprising. It's because this show builds shit up forever, and then you usually don't get a satisfying enough payoff for the amount of buildup they put into it. This was like they gave you no forewarning at all. And then they kind of, they it's like they gave us a little bit, and they show, as if it's happening at the same time, they show her on the phone, not saying much to Chad, and then Ben walking up the driveway towards her place. And then he says, he says that line, Chad says that line on the phone of like, if you're done, just tell me. And then we don't get her response. And then Ben shows up. And so we're as an audience like, what just happened? Yeah. Uh, and we're like, you know, is, is she going to say something to Ben? Is she going to tell him? And she's like crying and immediately tells Ben. Ben's like, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. It's weird from an editing point of view because in the conversation, Ben is like worried. And he's like, what's going on? This is so weird. And she's like, I have to tell you, I got this letter from Chad. With her huge glass of wine. <laughs> oh, my God. She's drinking. I made the point. It was like the uh, Inside Amy Schumer bit where they did Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And she played Tammy Taylor. Who was always drinking like a like progressively a, a forty of white yeah. wine? Uh, it was it was that fishbowl comically big, um, and then there was like a, 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 a behind the scenes like over oh, in the moment like camera thing with Ben. And he was like, "I've been in situations like this before, and it's never worked out for me." And then she's like, "But I told him I didn't want him anymore." 
And I was like, if she really did that and it really did play out like that, why wouldn't they show that on camera? Because that would be great. Like one of the Bachelorette's like breaking up with yeah, an axe. Yeah, I wondered if us as the audience were supposed to like doubt that that's really what happened. You know, that maybe she didn't say that and that's just what she's telling Ben. It's weird. That seems like the obvious thing, but I think the better thing is like, nothing's better on this show than when the women who are contestants on the show get a, like a modicum of power in their hands after what like two months of not having any of it whatsoever and just being like obeying the whims of a, a, a capricious uh production staff um yeah no she definitely had all the power in that moment right but why wouldn't they show it like if you're gonna break up with a dude like we, i want to see that shit well who, that conversation may have lasted an hour like, or it may have been chad may have cried for like 17 minutes listen if i know chad yeah <laughs> we know chad we know Chad. I call him Sad Chad because when he starts going, oh boy, he doesn't stop going. We used to call him Rad Chad, but but then he started being so fucking sad all the time. Ever since JoJo, um, that relationship was bad for both of them. So the one thing that Ben says that's weird is JoJo's telling him about this conversation, and Ben says, "I wish I could have sat beside you while you were doing it." <laughs> hey, Ben. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's the weirdest, weirdest thing to say. I wish I could have known you were having that conversation and gotten on a plane and flown away and come back a week later. <laughs> ben was going to be in the background like, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. Go, Jojo. <laughs> Just like cheering her on. Yeah, Chad. Eat my dick, Chad. <laughs> you know the score. It's your boy, Ben. We're real happy, Chad. I know all about her mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> From the kisses. The kisses they have together. It's a sexually charged episode of Rose Buddy. <laughs> you started it. Um, yeah, so you see that and you think, like, maybe things are going to work out between these two crazy kids. Yeah, and then it's time to go to JoJo's parents' house. And she... I, Rachel... We've been together for a long time, and when I travel for work or whatever, and I come home, and, like, if you pick me up from the airport, we always have, like, a very tender and happy reunion. (laughs) I have never treated you the way that JoJo's two brothers treated her when she walked in the door, both from, like, an emotional and also a, like, physical, intimate level. They, like, came at her from both sides and just, just, like, a dozen smooches. Just, just, just all over her. Like it if was, they were, if they were playing hockey, it would have been a foul. It was an aggressive. It was an aggressive, like, like, and you. There's two of you, and they're not even addressing Ben, who has also walked in the door. I think one of them was like, "Hey, how's it going, buddy?" And we should also say that they're both like much older than JoJo. Yes. Like, these are not, like, 14-year-old, like, mama's boys. These are, like, grown men who are, like, unhealthily obsessed with their little sister. Let's talk about the fact that the squad really came together to, like, <laughs> to Harriet the spy the shit out of JoJo's whole situation. Yeah, Because when, when Chad sent that letter in, somehow somebody was like, I found his Instagram account. Like, <laughs> what? How'd you do that? He um, looks like a Chad. Uh, and then they also found that one of JoJo's brothers was on Eva Longoria's Ready for Love show. I don't know what that that was. I think, was it a VH1 
production because I think VH1 had a series of like here's a famous attractive woman because they did the Lisa Loeb one and it was like yeah they did like a Lisa Loeb like I'm single and totally ready to mingle and I wrote the greatest love song of the 90s and does anybody want to date me huh I didn't know about that I think this was part of that same series and one of these brothers was on that show and you could tell he was TV ready because he wanted to soak up every fucking second of the spotlight yeah. he his hands on yeah they the family, the the mom and dad, and the dad especially are like, uh, you know, we just, we really, we want you to, to be here and would you consider moving, you know, because cause if you moved here, you would have this support system and, you know, JoJo's brothers are, are quote, really attached to JoJo. Um, That's one way of putting it, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then at this point, the brothers pull Ben away and try and like really put the screws on him like what's what's happening here what can you tell us and ben kind of hedges a little bit it's like well there's still a lot of time at this point you know i just i don't know uh i don't know what he I says do. he says we just need some assurances because it's our sister and we love her so much she's i'm we're her brothers and we love her and she's our sister and we love her I'm not exactly. I'm brothers. not as brothers. You know how it is as brothers because she's our sister and we love her and she's our sister. She's our brother. I mean, you we're might, the brothers. You might say that she is a sister and that as a sister we are her brothers. <laughs> um, but we just need some assurances. And he was like, "Well, you know, there's still a lot of time, and JoJo and I still need to have a lot of tough conversations." I was like, "What the fuck, Ben?" Yeah, he was not having the brother attack. Um, and most of the family was pretty understandably hesitant about this whole thing. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Just like you're dating three other women. Yeah. You, you've met three other pairs of, you've met three other families and had these exact conversations. That's the thing that bothers me. It's not the dating other people. It's the, this situation we're having right now is crazy. Like we're not TV people and we're having this situation with you. And this is your fourth time doing it. You've had these exact same conversations. This is the fourth time that you've had them. That's, that's insane. The dating part is, like, bad, but whatever. It's a TV show. Like, that's what happens. But you're these conversations where you're supposed to, like, make us feel good about it, you're doing that to everybody else. So, like, what the fuck is the point of any of, of yeah. this thing that we're doing here? Yeah. I, should, I don't feel secure about this at all. Yeah. Well, that's why it surprises me the families don't just ask Ben questions about Ben. I mean, I guess they're prodded into asking the questions they do. But it seems like, okay, clearly we're not going to get a like authentic answer out of you about how you feel about our daughter. So let's just find out, like, who are you? They should, though, because the result is then we, the TV viewing Bachelor Nation, get to see the same date four fucking times in a row. <laughs> and either there's a, there's a gradient to, like, how chill they are about it. But otherwise, it's just like... Do you love my daughter? Uh, I don't know. We got some tough conversations to have. But we'd be very happy in the future. Good enough for me. Or not good enough for me. And then bye. Do you want to talk about evil timeline Dr. Phil? He was a, he was a, he was a handsome young dad. <laughs> um, he was a handsome young dad. He just like, he looked like Dr. Phil with slightly darker features. <laughs> I don't remember anything he said. That's literally all I wrote down about him. Um, you know, he said the usual stuff. Mm-hmm. The mom was like, go for it. Yeah. The mom was balling. She drank wine straight out the bottle. The, the whole family got together. I don't know where JoJo was during this interaction, but the whole family got together to like fully grill him. And the brothers were like, you have these women brainwashed. 
because you're having these same conversations with them all across the country. And the the women, Jojo, who's like our sister, who has a good head on her shoulders, is like, I don't know. I think I'm in love with them. I think it's the, she's the one. And you've been on two dates with them, and that's crazy. And like as these brothers are coming at Ben, the mom is just like slamming Rose, yeah. Rose O'Donnell right out the <laughs> bottle. Yeah. Um, they were like, oh, you've only been on two dates. And, uh, and the... The mom is is kind of like, oh well, you know, she's she's really holding back. Like she's kind of holding back. And the brothers are like, oh no, my my read is that she's really emotionally invested, and she's trying to pretend like she's not. And to see my sister get more emotional than I would like as a bro- I, as a brother as a brother. <laughs> um, part part of me is like they were definitely the worst of all time was Dez's brother. Yeah. Who, like, made the conscious decision before the camera crew got there, like, I'm going to bomb this thing. Yeah. I'm going to try and get my own VH1 no, reality would, yeah, dating show out of this by being kamikaze. a complete, like, nightmare person yeah. at this thing. I don't think they went quite that far, but they were definitely, well, like... they did say, because Ben was trying to answer, you know, constructively, and at one point, one of the brothers was like, hey, you know, maybe you've been coached, you know, maybe... Maybe you've been coached to say stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, I, that must have been the TV brother. Yeah. Who's like... Listen, I have a little bit of production experience. Yeah, I know how this works. Um, that part was, like, bad. But at the same time, like, I totally, like, yeah, like, totally. These hometown dates are, like, garbage. Because you, you go there and you meet the families, but the expectation is, like, you, you got to get some assurances. Yeah. And it never, ever, 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 ever happened. Part of me really likes hometown dates because uh, sometimes it can go catastrophically bad. Most well, of the time it can be, like, really, really predictable and boring. I do, too, because, I mean, you know, like... All the women start to seem really similar. You know, they all seem very polished. And then you finally get to go to their hometown and you realize they all have different parents and different families and aren't the same person. Uh, then They left things in a surprisingly okay place. Like, we sounded pretty negative, but the dad was like, listen, we know you can't tell us that you're, like, down for sure, but you guys seem ha- happy and as long as you're you're cool about it, like, you know, yeah. have, have fun. Just, you know, be be smart. Yeah. And I think JoJo is a little nervous because Ben does say that he got grilled by the brothers and the brothers were skeptical. Oh, and the brothers did tell JoJo, like, we don't think Ben's as invested as you are, which was pretty cold. And pretty true. Maybe, yeah, probably pretty Probably true. extremely true. Uh, but yeah, but then the date ends and we're supposed to, I guess, be a little nervous about JoJo. But we all thought, like, Amanda's going home. Like, clearly Amanda's yeah. going to go home. Well, I mean, it's the final three... It's been it's been JoJo Kyla zero zero one and Lauren B for a while now. Yeah, um, yeah, and and it's not unusual for the Bachelor Bachelorette after meeting the children to realize like how real this is and how they really need to shut it down. See, I forgot that I was under the impression like you can't meet this woman's kids and then send her home the same. But yeah, that is actually when you do it. Yeah, ideally, actually, you do it before. Yeah, and that was Amanda's point when she got ditched in the rose ceremony. She's like, I wish you would have told me when we were in my hometown instead of making me come back out to L.A. and it's doing the, it here. It's the most brutal. It, this is the first season where it's really sunk in that the hometown's rose ceremony is the most brutal rose ceremony because he comes to your hometown and then you make all four of the women come to los angeles yeah get get dressed up come to los angeles do a rose ceremony and then one of those women is getting right back on the plane to go back home yeah that sucks man yeah especially for that poor mom yeah and that's and that's what she said like i really just wish you hadn't made me fly to los angeles and come back and he feels really bad and you see him Kind of tear up a little bit in front of the camera. I don't know about those tears. I think he was crocking it. 
what it, oh like crocodile tears i have to keep up with your youth slang <laughs> i'll hear about that one in highlights <laughs> magazine um yeah i thought it was a, a pretty good i i I was so excited for hometowns and then watching it, I realized like, oh no, I actually usually hate hometowns because it usually is. It's like at that point, so obvious who's going to go home during the hometowns. And it was kind of obvious during this one. Um, but it's also just usually boring because it's the same four dates. Like maybe every other season you get like any amount of conflict. They usually trump it up. Like they usually play it up like way worse than it actually is. They play the bachelor like ding, 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 ding music. You know, that high, that high string music they play when it shows, like, something goes terribly, terribly wrong during one of the dates. But it's like, the dad's like, are you sure about my daughter? And they try to play that up, like, <laughs> he really puts the irons to him. Well, I feel like every season there is, there's one family that they kind of tease. It's like, this family goes off the rails. Right, but a lot of time, the, the going off the rails is like, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, as far as it goes. Um, at least JoJo's family went a little bit ham. Um but also, like, let's talk about the fact that now this final three, this is an intense final three. Yeah. I know I gave the, the cast, like, a lot of shit because they didn't play the game very hard uh, for a lot of the season. And JoJo's kind of a late bloomer. Um, but this final three is, like, this is good final three. Yeah. From the teaser, we get confirmation that they all will declare their love to Ben. Um, and that he will tell two of them. He reciprocates twice. That he is, is in love with them. Um, which has only happened once before. I think it was Chris Souls like told one of the women, "I love you." Um, Are you a hundred percent on Kaila and Lauren? <sighs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I the thing I am most sure of is that Kaila zero zero one will be the next Bachelorette. Knowing that 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 role is usually filled by third place. Se- has second has runner up ever been? I guess it's happened a couple yeah, times, but most common, sure. most commonly, third place. When you go out in third place, it's usually a really heartbreaking send off. Even worse than the second place. Most well, of the time. Emily, Emily won her season and she got dumped after the rose. Yeah, and she came back as the bachelorette. So there's no like hard and fast rule. Yeah, it just seems like it seems like they're setting up a Lauren B. JoJo finale. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I definitely think the connection is. I don't know. I think Lauren B is going to win. That's the thing I'm most sure of. Yeah. But I don't know because we had that crazy teaser. I'm actually really excited about this season. It has really turned around for me. I know I was hard on it like in the middle of the season because it kind of slumped down for a bit. I have no idea what's going to happen in that crazy finale where it seemed like he sent two different women home in the finale and then called up a third party to like be like, hey, holler. I have no idea what's going to happen there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even have predictions. If it, if it weren't for that, I'd be like 100% sure like Lauren B's going to take the take the crown. She might still, but I just don't know what's happening. You got me. You got me, Chris Harrison. Who was like in this episode for four seconds. This is the least that yeah. we've ever seen him. It was literally... I didn't even think he was going to come in at the rose ceremony. <laughs> what if he just walked in one day and was like, Ladies, Ben's his final rose ceremony, lady. <laughs> um, yeah. Fantasy Suites next week. Should we talk about what happens there? A sex. <laughs> Let's save it for next week. Okay. Um, this episode's already been blue enough. That's true. Um, thanks for listening. Sorry, it was the worst episode ever. Uh, I just wasn't hydrated correctly. <laughs> You're listening to it being like, Griffin wasn't funny and his voice was like weirdly gravelly. Yep. That, yes, I agree. <laughs>
It's not on me, though. I'm not going to drink some poison-ass water. Should we tell them about the reviews in iTunes? Yeah, if you could... Listen, we've reached that point. <laughs> we've hit podcast puberty. We're going to ask you to please review the show on iTunes. It helps us a lot. We're doing, like, surprisingly extremely well. Um, there, There is another Bachelor podcast that is put out by the Huffington Post. And it's, it's good. It's a good podcast. They get a lot of big names. Uh, but, you know, they they... They trounce us pretty frequently. Yeah, we're getting squished, uh, um, which so, is fine. This is a pa- this is a passion project. Yeah, we're going to do, do this no matter what. But we know a lot of you are listening, and we would love we would love your feedback. Honestly, just to be like frank, like the the Facebook group is like a, a source of constant joy for me. And there Rachel are over nine hundred people in the Facebook group now. <laughs> um, thank you to Mary Costa. Yes. Uh, who did some, like, wonderful art. Yeah, we're obsessed with it. It's it's the lock screen on both of our phones Yeah, now. it's amazing. <laughs> um, and thank you all for listening. Um, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right Reese's, right Reese's, can't be real.